And we are live. Welcome to the Goaltending Podcast today. Uh, my name is Sean Hurley, and my guest host, Francesco Morabito, is here with me. And today we have a very special guest, consensus four-star recruit, James Johns, junior freshman here at Fairfield. And I'm going to let Francesco give himself a little introduction. Here we go. Yeah, so I'm a freshman here with Sean and uh, James. And uh, James, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, you know, we're four, you're a four-star, getting recruited by Power 5 schools. Uh, what made you decide Fairfield? Uh, I mean, my dad hey, got the coaching job here uh, like a year before. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, decided, wanted to make a decision. Yeah. So, you know, just I came out and visited a couple of times, and it's just, I just, I just love Fairfield. It's just, it's just a nice area, small, you know, so, you know, the town love Fairfield. It's like the main attraction here, and the new, the new arena is just, you know, so it's a good time to be with Fairfield basketball. So, Def- you know, De- yeah. definitely, man. How um, how much do the guys talk about like the new arena, and just how excited are you guys to get going? <sighs> Super excited. It's you know, opening the new arena is always exciting, but you know, we don't we don't talk about it too much. We try to, you know, just stay in the present and just work every day, but. You know, everybody. Everybody's really excited to play. You know, uh, St. Peter's had the Cinderella, uh, Cinderella run from the MAC conference uh, last year. Could we see something similar like that for uh, this year in Fairfield? I mean, we open. I mean, we put the work in every day. I'm, I'm confident in this team. You know, we have good chemistry already, so you know that goes a long way. We got a lot of talent too, so. For sure, for sure. And um, James, do you want to talk about any guys that? so far have sort of brought you in or has the whole team really embraced you and the other freshmen thus far? Yeah, I mean, everybody's really just embraced me and uh, two other freshmen like an aunt, you know. We just, it's, it's really like a, the camaraderie amongst the team is really good, honestly. We all laugh and joke with each other. It's no, like, clicks or anything like that. And, you know, like, playing high-level, like, basketball ever since I was young, it's like, you see a lot of that, like mm-hmm. clicks within the team yeah. and not getting along and stuff like that. So, so it's good to be like a part of a team like that. You know, um, many people, you know, never have the opportunity to have their father as a coach in any phase of their life. And now you had him as a coach in a team final and in college. You know, what's that like kind of looking over to the sidelines and not seeing him in the stands but on the bench with you? I mean, it's definitely like a like a confidence boost and it helps me kind of relax a little bit for sure. Um you know, my dad had never really wanted to coach me growing up because he didn't want me to like have to hear him on the court and come home. <laughs> but you know, I feel like I feel like it's a good time now, and um, you know, I just I trust my dad most in the entire world with anything he says. So you know, just having him there, having him here to support me and watch me on this journey, it means so much. Yeah, that that's definitely got to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how much do you take away from your dad? Like, everything he says is word to you, or mm-hmm. are you just? Taking it bit by bit. I mean, he really put the ball in my hand. Like I, at first, I played football like when I was younger, and then I just kind of fell out of love with it. And he was like, "Why don't you play basketball?" So I, I started playing basketball around like fifth grade. So you know, he he put the ball in my hands, and ever since then, it's just been me and him. Fifth, I mean, fifth grade. That's got to be a little late for some guys. I, I, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Definitely pretty late. I had a lot of catching up to do with guys. I really didn't, in my opinion, I didn't really get good until like my the beginning of my sophomore year of high school. So, 
Yeah. Uh, when do you think it all started for you? Like, I know fifth grade is late and you just say <coughs> sophomore year, but, like, when did you really feel like, okay, I can do something with this basketball thing? I don't know. It was, it was, it was definitely a lot of doubt in my mind, especially going into high school. I had a, I had a good, I had a good freshman, freshman year and I had some, like, talk behind my name, but, I mean, sophomore year is when, like, offers started coming. So that's probably, around then is probably when I was like, dang, I could actually kind of, like, I could get I could get somewhere with this. Did it kind of start feeling real when, like, the Power Fives were reaching out to you? Like, Ole Miss was, I saw one of the first teams to reach out. Yeah. You know, what did that kind of feel like from someone who, you know, you didn't might not have thought that that could be a reality to seeing an offer and, you know, visiting the campus uh, officially? Mm-hmm. I mean, Nah, getting that getting that Ole Miss offer was it was surreal, you know. I I mean Miami was my first offer and I was just in shock and then a week later I got Ole Miss. It's just like I don't know. It was it was just it was just a crazy crazy couple of weeks for me. I, I mean how did that work? Like was your dad did they hit your dad up and then or was it direct contact to you? I don't even know how Nah, they couldn't even make yeah, direct contact with me yet until like the AU season. So yeah, it was it was through my dad. When all the offers started to come in, was the fact that Miami, Ole Miss, and those schools like reached out to you first? Did that have a impact on like what you were looking at? Oh, for sure. You know, it get, getting those offers early definitely gave me a, a little bit of an ego, and I'm I'm not even that type of guy to really like brag about things like that. And even still, like um, a funny story is. Uh, Going, I was on my way up to Yukon to go on a unofficial visit there, and halfway we stopped here at Fairfield, and that's when I got the offer to Fairfield <laughs> at like nine o'clock at night. Coach Jay offered me, and it was like, okay, cool, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went up to Yukon. So that must have been, I mean, totally unexpected, right? Getting the offer from yeah, here? like right away, or did oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I was, I had never even met. Coach Jay, yeah. so that was the first time I ever met him, and he offered me. So, I mean, it was cool. And like, we got like a tour, mm-hmm. of, like the practice facility and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, early cool. on when you were hearing from like those bigger name schools, and then you kind of get you know a school who's not in Power Five like Fairfield. Was that like a consideration at first, and or did you like work into the Fairfield uh, community? Fairfield was a consideration at first. Uh, you know, honestly, probably no. Yeah. Early on, I definitely had my sights on going high major. I was like, all right, I have, I have mm-hmm. a lot of offers. I'm definitely going high major. But, you know, I feel like I made the best decision for me. Yeah, talk more about that decision. Like, what else led into that besides your dad? Like, were you just, you know, trying to fought, like, um, sort of go with the flow in your recruiting process? Or did it just, like, or did you just lead to Fairfield? Was Fairfield sort of like Fairfield wasn't a last resort we'd say but um you committed fairly late you would say right and oh yeah, yeah for sure or my junior year yeah because you skipped but uh I mean I probably hadn't I could what I committed in April yeah uh I probably didn't have my decision made until the end of March so I was like I wasn't leaning towards any real school but I mean definitely I I, like, came here over, like, Thanksgiving break mm-hmm. and came to Fairfield versus Sacred Heart at Sacred Heart last year. And, like, half of the f- Fairfield pulled up. So I was like, wow. Like, they really, like, imagine when this arena's up. Yeah. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. 
You know, uh, you mentioned skipping senior year. Uh, like, why why was that? Why did you decide to skip out? And what could have potentially been your biggest year in high school, which would have led to more offers from higher schools? Um, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't feel like anything was left for me in high school. I, you know, I had accomplished a lot of things in high school. Like, last year I played on a top 20 team in the country. I was a top 100 in the country, four-star, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. No. It was really nothing left. I didn't, I didn't did everything. High major offers, visits, all that stuff. AAU. You no, know, it was. It sounds good, but you know, especially like nowadays, like with all these guys in the transfer portal, it's getting, it's, it's getting a lot harder for high school guys to get into college. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I just, I really want. I was planning on making a decision early, regardless. Yeah. Probably if I would have stayed in my senior year. I probably would have made a decision before my season even started. So, it felt like too, like you. I mean, dominant in high school. Uh, talk about that, like from your freshman year up. <coughs> uh, I wouldn't call my freshman year dominant. No, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nah. But from freshman year to junior year was definitely from freshman year to sophomore year was a big jump, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. But freshman year, I was probably 6'3", and then I grew to 6'5 for my sophomore year. And just, you know, I went to the Rock School in Florida mm-hmm. and, you know, just started picking up a lot of more offers down there and playing well, finding myself in, like, just the game of basketball in general. I feel like sophomore year is really when I felt like when I found my niche in basketball. And then junior year, it's just... I felt like a seasoned veteran, almost, if you want to call it that. Like, just, I was catch a lot. It was just easy. It wasn't really nothing for real. Which was the year you transferred to uh, Lehigh? Um, junior, right? Yeah, junior. So you would have been, what, 17? Yeah, I was 17. Okay, yeah. How big was the jump from, you know, the school in Delaware to Rock to Lehigh in, like, skill gap? Um, it was It was a big jump. The big jump, freshman year to sophomore year, huge jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, sophomore year to junior year was a huge jump because at that point, like we played, we played down at Montverde. We mm-hmm. played guys like, like I played two All Americans, two McDonald's All Americans last year. Like it was, it's just crazy. Coming into Division One basketball, that though is just that's a huge plus because a lot of guys dominate. Some guys dominate at unknowns or sort of like lower level preps and never get to face the competition you face. So how do you think that'll factor into the way you play? I mean, playing against those high level guys just all high school just, you know, gives me, I feel like it gives me an edge because it gives me, I like a different perspective at the end of the day. Like it's just basketball. These guys are just regular kids just like me. There's no reason to, you know, fear them or be like, oh, they got, this amount of followers on Instagram or whatever. They big or whatever. Nah, it's... I play basketball, too. Yeah. I'm good, too. I feel like you stay low-key about that social media stuff, too. Which oh, is yeah, ta- that, sure. ha- Explain that. Like, is that tough for you nowadays? Like, hearing kids talk about stuff like that, followers and likes? I mean, you... Early, I definitely wanted that stuff. But now, I mean... I mean, it looks good. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a basketball player. You know, I, I'm here to play basketball. I'm not here to post videos on Instagram. You know, uh, going into your AAU games, playing on team final, 
uh, that was probably the highest level of competition that you played mm-hmm. before, uh, you know, going D1. What was that like seeing, you know, all the cameras, the NBA dads, all that stuff? I mean, it's, it was crazy. I mean, I'm from I'm from Delaware. <laughs> you don't really get to get to see a lot of stuff like that. I mean, last year I seen LeBron James right in front of me. So I was like, nah. It was it was a different type of experience for sure. What, Not a lot of kids get. What were your guys saying like going up against Bronny and seeing like just basically like le- like kid celebrities pretty much? I mean, it's kind of like what I said earlier. They just they yeah. kids just like us. It was really no fear, no shock. Yeah. No, like, I mean, we play against Bronny. We we <laughs> beat them by a lot. So I'm like. <laughs> I mean, he's just. I mean, it's cool that he's like LeBron's son and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, he's just a he's a regular kid, just like me. You know, after your first time playing like in front of the cameras and all that stuff, does it kind of feel almost like natural? And you got like all the nerves out the first time. Oh yeah, for sure. And that, the first couple of times, there was definitely nerves. Like 16U, like with the hype around Team Final and then, like Jalen Duran and all them. It was definitely like playing in front of cameras. Every game was crazy. Uh, but you know, you get used to it after a while. It just it just it just becomes outside noise. Would you say your toughest matchups were in practice against you know the, those guys on your team or in game? Hmm, that's tough. I don't want to like you know, <laughs> uh, probably in game. Uh, probably the toughest game I played. We played against against Houston Hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, early in my 16U year with Team Final in uh, Midwest Mania, Indiana. And we were down 30 at halftime against, they had like Wesley Yates and a couple of other guys. And it was, they were torching us. And then we came back and won in the championship game. So it was, it was crazy. I mean, uh, talk about Peach Jam in 2021. I mean, you guys winning it, like, how surreal is that? Insane. Yeah. It was. There's nothing like it. There's really nothing like Peace Jam. And then winning it, there was nothing like it. it how really how close like was that group? Super. Yeah. They were like, it would. They would just hang out with each other. So would you guys like in between games and stuff? Like, how would you spend your time together? Just. I mean, at that point, I was in 16U, but like the whole program, like was everybody was friendly with each other from 15U to 17U. So, I mean, like you would see like. A 15U kid talking to like Amani Bates or something like yeah. that. And it's just like, it's just like a family. How, how was um, Jalen Duran? Like, were you and him close at all? Or, I mean, I've known him since like fifth grade. Okay. But, uh, I mean, you know, he was cool. He wasn't really super close. I mean, he's, at the end of the day, he's like a guy. He's yeah. in the NBA now. So he, and he was carrying it like that. I mean, he's chill though. He's not like, he don't like, getting into, like, the social media stuff mm-hmm. like that. What's it like kind of going into practice and seeing these NBA guys before they make it? You know, you got to know, like, going in, like, they're going to be big one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice. I mean, you know you're playing against guys like that, like Jalen Duran, Derek mm-hmm. Lively, like, Imani Bates, kids like that. And it's like, you just got to go out there and do your thing for real. I feel like that's what helped me, like, kind of, not be phased by the guy, like playing against guys like Jeremy McCain or Bronny. It's just like I, I practice against these like 
guys who are I know are going to the NBA. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I feel like a lot of guys are shell shocked by that, but you don't seem to be phased at all. I mean, like I grew up around like high level AAU basketball even before I started playing. Like my dad coached Trayvon Duval, a lot of guys. So I'm just like, I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool to see like them on social media and stuff, knowing that I know them in real life and like have played against them. But yeah, I don't really get phased like that. Probably ever since I was like young. Uh, you know, when you go on a lot of lists, you see those big names, and then you go on the sleeper <coughs> list, you could find your name. You know, what's it like going on those lists and seeing like other people calling you like a sleeper? Does that motivate you to kind of get out of that sleeper category, or do you not care what other people will think? I mean, nah. I mean. I'm going to let them keep thinking I'm a sleeper. I'm going to just pop out, do my thing, and then go back in hiding. I don't really want to be out in the <laughs> open like that. What were people saying about your decision to go to Fairfield when you left those big-name teams uh, on the table? Um, I don't. I really didn't listen to it a lot. I committed and turned my phone Is off it? for the rest of the day. Uh I felt I definitely felt the love from the Fairfield community mm-hmm. though. That's why I, I love like I love about like out here and stuff like that. Like even people like people like students like mm-hmm. kids I go to school with come up to me like and be like yo What's up? like I yeah. know you was dope that you come here like <laughs> I I think that's cool I guess uh, it's so cool. Yeah, talk about that. Like so far, how do you feel here? Like leave the basketball to the side. Like the Fairfield community. Like do you feel like the love so far? I mean, it's great. Like, I mean, Fairfield's small. What, like 6,000 kids or yeah. something like that? Yeah, smaller than like, that. Yeah. I, I could have went to, like, Old Miss where they got, what, 30,000, 40,000 <laughs> yeah. kids? Yeah. And I could have just been a number. But here I'm like, it's like I know so many people here by, like, name now that, like, if I would have went to one of those schools, I probably wouldn't have met half the people there. And I feel like just – like people are so like people are so invested in Fairfield. Like it's like it's really like a great mm-hmm. community to be a be a part of for sure. So much pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like walking around campus. Like how many times a day will you just have like a stranger come up to you or anything like that? Does that really happen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, the first week was crazy. It was it was like people would come up to us and it would be, yo, you guys play basketball. <laughs> Yo, you're this, this, and yeah. that. I'll be like, yeah, what's up? It was, it was, it was pretty cool. I've, I've never really, like, I mean, I've had people do that to me, but never, like, how it's been out here. So feeling that type of love is, is amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like a lot of kids, too, uh, underestimate that when they come to a school like this. Like, they don't realize, like, how much it really means to feel that sense of community. Yeah. Like you said, a bigger school, you would never feel something like that. Never. And I also think with the new arena, that's a lot that's coming with it. Like, everyone is going to be at those basketball games. Every Everyone I've met since I've been here has been like, yo, when's the arena open up? I can't wait to come to the games. Like, I feel like now that Fairfield has another, like, it's an on-campus, like arena. An on-campus yeah. arena, it'll sell out every home game. Yeah, 100% should. I mean, you guys will be I'm – ex- I'm really I'm excited for you guys. You have a, You guys have a good group. Yeah. Talk about the other freshmen. Like, how close are you guys? When did you start talking to them? Did you know them before they committed to Fairfield? I mean, I was the last one out of us yeah. to commit, so I didn't really know them. Like, um, in the summer session, you know, when everybody got here, uh, we didn't really speak for like the first week. 
And then the second week we started speaking and getting cool and like getting to know each other. And now it's like, mm-hmm. now nah, these guys are really like my brothers. Like, I'm probably closer with them right now yeah. than I am with even my friends back home who I've like yeah. grown up with. Those are like my guys for. Were you like looking at uh, the schools that were recruiting you and like looking at the other players that they were recruiting, kind of seeing like if you would play well at the players that they were recruiting or what their status was, or was it like I'm just gonna mind my own business and recruit to school? I feel I can do best at. I mean, you see the kids who commit there, who commit to, like, all these schools, you know, like, okay. You mm-hmm. definitely take it into account, but I wasn't necessarily super worried about it. It really didn't play any factors mm-hmm. into my, like, decision at all. And I was just, like, I I know I'm good. I know what I am. Mm-hmm. When you so, look at a – oh, sorry. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. When you look at a Fairfield roster, you see a lot of juniors and seniors. Mm-hmm. You know, does that kind of play a role into playing time or – the way the roster is going to be shaped, are you going to, like, you know, make a playoff push this year and then when uh, it's your time to be a junior or something like that, mm-hmm. you're going to take the ropes? I mean, hopefully I get on the floor this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not I'm not naive to the fact that I'm a freshman and I play on a team with a lot of upperclassmen. So, you know, regardless of my what my status was in high school, I know I'm going to have to earn every minute I get on the floor because – I got guys who are older, bigger, stronger, mm-hmm. faster, whatever you want to call it, and that have college experience. Regardless mm-hmm. of my talent and whatever I am, those guys still have the upper hand on mm-hmm. me because they've seen it. Mm-hmm. Where do you see your game improving the most this year? Like, where do you hope to take it this year? Mm, probably making making better decisions on ball. And my defense, for sure. My defense has gotten so much better just over the summer, just practicing mm-hmm. with the guys yeah. and, you know, just learning the concepts and things like that, you know, just adjusting to the speed of the game. It's, it's definitely elevated my game so much more. And lifting consistently is just elevating my elevating my defense. Mm-hmm. But definitely probably the biggest part I want to work on is, like, come off, coming off a screen and finding my teammate or – pushing in transition and throwing a lot to somebody instead of just always looking to score like I was in high school. So I feel like that's a big adjustment for a lot of guys. Yeah. Learning to really – because Division One, you got to really play team. Mm-hmm, for because sure. everyone's a good scorer. Everyone. So you got to – and then, then it goes back on defense too. You guys – everyone's got to be able to lock because everyone yeah. can score. Everyone. Yeah. How often does Coach Jay talk about that stuff with you guys? Like how often does he preach defense? Oh, I mean – He's a defensive minded coach. We go over, we do, we do like thirty minutes of defense in the beginning of every practice. So you know, it's he's definitely a defensive minded coach. So he he preaches a lot of defense for sure. Is that a big change for you, or? I mean, no. I've always I've always played for defensive minded coaches in high school. I just I feel like I've never really known how to really play defense, like like. My freshman year, my sophomore year, and my junior year, I played for defensive-minded coaches. Even in the summertime with AAU, I played. My coach for AAU coached at MOTEP in Philly, if y'all know what that is. And that's, like, that's like the powerhouse in Philly, and they just play defense. <laughs> so, you know, I just – but coming here is definitely, like, a, it's definitely, like, you can see its levels to it. Like, I've never met anyone or, like, been coached by anyone that's, like, like as defensive minded, and it's not even like a like an energy type thing. It's like, all right, if you do this, you have to do this, and it's like it's 
it's it's so much detail to it, and it's it's honestly helped me get so much better. You know, when looking at uh, high school to college, how big is the pace difference and like the tempo from getting on the court? You know, from what you've seen at practice. Huge, honestly. In high school, I was honestly just child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like last year, it was man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my first, my first, like, um, what is it called? My first pickup game out here when everybody got out here the first day. Like we moved in and we immediately started playing pickup. Yeah. Uh, for like the first couple of minutes, I looked like like a fish out of water. It was. <laughs> It was just it was just too fast for me at, at first, and then like towards the end I adjusted to it, and then gradually you know you get the you get the hang of it. But you know these guys are grown men at yeah. the end of the day, so it's like you know it's definitely a big adjustment for anybody. Have you had any wake up calls yet? Yeah, I was gonna say have you had like a welcome to the league <laughs> moment, to Fairfield moment. <laughs> I gotta think my welcome to Fairfield moment. I mean, probably my welcome to Fairfield moment. I really haven't had one yet where anyone's, like, really, like, sunned me or anything yeah. like that. But, like, I mean, we were in practice one time, and, like, somebody threw, a, like, a bad lob. This y'all know Supreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, <laughs> caught it and windmilled it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's just, like, I don't know. Even... Coming to like Fairfield, that isn't like a super high major school. Like, like these guys are like athletes, good, bro. Like, and the athletes, like it's not even that. Like, these guys are, like skilled. So I'm just like, yeah, it's this is just different. Yeah, how has practice been? Like that adjustment. Is it really that big of a difference between like your to high school to team final to Fairfield? Definitely for yeah. sure. I mean. Playing again, it's not. It's, there's just nothing like playing again. There's just nothing like college. There's nothing like it for real. It's just you can't simulate college mm-hmm. unless you go playing like a college run. And even then, it's just there's not like there's there's no way to prepare for it. Honestly, what's the daily grind for for you now? Like, what time you wake up? When do you get to doing stuff? Or does it change every day? Um, right now, I probably wake up around like eight. Go get to the gym around like nine. We got individual workouts at nine thirty, or like group workouts, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we got lift at twelve, and then I got class, whatever, I, whatever that may be for the day. And then I'll go work out at night again, like get shots up on the gun or do some ball handling things. You know, just that's pretty much my like how my days have been going since school started. Yeah. And then in the summer, what's the change? What do you do in the summer? Like, how would you prepare as a Division One player every day in the summer? I mean, in the summer, we're out here. Okay. Uh, like, what, June 27th, we got out here. I was out here two weeks before that, so it's just basically practice, lift, go home, and get your schoolwork done. We take two online classes in the summertime, so we don't got to take what like five or six uh, classes yeah, during yeah. a year so i only take four classes okay. so yeah what kind of offense can we see from the stags this year i know you preach defense but what's the offense gonna look like uh i don't know you'd have to ask jay young but i mean <laughs> hopefully he'll come on one day hopefully but 
Nah, I feel like I feel like we'll we'll definitely be able to run, like uh, AJ, mm-hmm. super athlete, yeah. Chris, super athlete, Bryson, super athlete. Like, like we can get out in transition, and then we have three point shooting with with Woj and TJ. Just I feel like we could we could run whatever offense we want for real. Where do you see yourself sliding in on offense? Are you going to be more of a three-point shooter, slasher, playmaker? I mean, I've always been a shooter, so most likely that, you know, get get my get my labs, mm-hmm. get my labs where I can, get my get my leak out dunks and stuff like that. Hopefully, catch a body or two, maybe. But you know, definitely my my game is centered around my around my three-point shooting. That's always been my yeah, my that, niche. That was definitely something I saw watching you play in high school and for team final. But um, the one thing, though, that I feel like you do very well compared to other guys is take those tough, like, shot clock winding down shots or mm-hmm. shots that, like, people think would think are bad shots, but you mm-hmm. hit them. Talk about that. I mean, like, I have, like, I've been playing against older guys my whole life, so I've had to learn different angles, how to get my shot off, because if I just lay the ball regular, I'm going to get... <laughs> the ball thrown back right yeah. back in my Embarrassed. face. Yeah. yeah, embarrassed. So it's, I mean, I've always had to kind of do different things, like just kind of learn how to be crafty with the ball and, you know, shoot the ball off the glass or, you know, fade a little bit or step back. Like just learn how to control my body, like, mm-hmm. and do different things. Yeah, what's been the biggest change for you so far in terms of, like, have you adjusted your game to the Division One? I'm sure you have, but yeah, like, what would you say your biggest change is Division One? Um, the lifting. Yeah. Uh, I never lifted this much before this. I mean, as you can see, I'm not the I'm not the biggest or strongest guy, but you know, just lifting lifting what four yeah four times mandatory, and then I'll actually like get extra lifts in just so I'm you know I'm playing catch up. You know, I'm. I'm like trying to catch up to these older guys and get a couple minutes on the floor, you know. So, yeah, you feel a change in your body already. Like, do you feel a lot stronger oh, than you did? When I came out here, I was definitely. Well, I think I was what 179 or something like mm-hmm. that. Now I'm around like 187. So, I've definitely, definitely been trying to some serious muscle for up. James Johnson. <laughs> um, it's gonna help when uh, taking it to the paint. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. not on Sacred Heart, but uh, for sure, James. Um, Talk about AAU. Like, I got to hear about team final guys and, like, sort of how how you um, turn those, like, broken plays and, like, how you perform in these big games. Like, going up against uh, SFG, Houston Hoops, all these, like, major EYBL teams. Mm-hmm. Talk about talk about your experience in, a- in the AAU circuit. Uh, I mean, AAU is just, it's just, like, it's just wild. There's, like, you know, you don't you don't game plan for it. Like, you know, in high in high school you you game plan for a game, you go over the team's offense and hey, you, you just throw it in the fire. I mean, you know who the guys on the other team are and you probably seen them on social media, but you know, it's like, All right, time to go. Let's you're talented. Like it's it's really like all right, you're here for a reason, you're good. Go out there and show everyone you're good. It's like it's really just it's just a battle every game. There's no easy games ever. You know, uh, the NBA recently, you know, they were talking about moving the draft age from 19 to 18. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Do you feel like some of those guys that you're playing against, like, they should be able to go out at 18? 
Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the guys in the UIBL, like, it's yeah. that's the highest level it gets before college, for real. Like, no, I don't think no other circuit could compare to the UIBL when it comes to talent and, like, yeah. just pushing out players. So definitely some of those guys I feel like deserve to, you know, whatever they want to do, put their name in the draft, go to the G League or whatever. Mm-hmm. Talk about your relationship with Justin Edwards. Like, how close are you two? That's my guy. Like, I could probably call him right now and have a whole conversation about nothing. You know, he's that's my boy ever since, like, middle school. And then um, a couple other things about Team Final. Uh, how, again, your dad being a coach, how much confidence did that give you in your game? A lot. Just just knowing he's backing me in whatever I do, you know. Of course he's, like, tough on me and he'll call me or, like, send me a quote, like, like you're not working hard enough or something <laughs> like that. But, you know, just having him here, just it just gives me such a boost of confidence just knowing that, like, all right, he got me. You got any crazy AAU stories you could tell us? <laughs> Some crazy AAU stories? Uh, I don't really got no crazy AAU stories. Do you ever feel like at practice, like, you know, your dad's, like, going to pull you over and tell you a little something, like, about the game plan or something to work on, that, but, like, you're used to it at this point? Oh, nah. He'll just – the most my dad does at practice, like, he just he tries to stay out of my way as much as as much as, much as he can control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know sometimes he definitely like will pull me to the side. It won't be during practice, mm-hmm. but it'll be like after practice, and it'll be like, "Yo, you're you need to do better in ball screen coverage," or it's um, you know you you need to make quicker decisions with the ball. Like just just little things like that. Mm-hmm. It'll never be anything anything too crazy, you know. He's definitely, like, when we're off the court, he's definitely just my dad, for yeah. sure. It's never, like, I never really have to get on my best behavior around yeah. him unless I'm on the court. Mm. Yeah, how much uh, have you and Coach Jay gotten along? Like, do you, how do you feel about the other coaches besides your dad? Like, how close are you guys in terms of that, like, player-coach relationship? Like, do you go to them for anything, or is it strictly basketball with those guys? Oh, nah, it's never really strictly basketball. I mean, I laugh and joke with the other coaches. Like, I mean, regardless, even though they're, like, older guys, like, we laugh and joke, you know. It's never really all just basketball. Like, I could probably go in, go in Coach BD's office right now and just <laughs> make a joke or something like that or go in, go in like, Coach J office mm-hmm. and just, like, say what's up or something like that. It's never, like, I don't really never have to get on my best behavior around any other coaches. When uh, looking at this upcoming season, is there any game that you have personally circled or the team does on the calendar? Sacred Heart. Sacred Heart. December 7th. How, at home. How excited are you guys, though, to get started in, I don't know, 40-something days? Like, what's, what's the vibe with the team right now? Energy's high. I mean, practice starts, official practice starts Monday, so now everybody's, everybody's ready to go. We look good. I mean, we had pickup this morning, and it was – we look good, man. I'm excited. Yeah, how often are you guys, like, hanging out outside of basketball? Like, are you guys always at the house together, or what's the deal there with hanging out with the team? I mean, I mean, we hang out – we hang out a lot. I mean, like, after practice, everyone will talk. And then, <laughs> I mean, if we see each other somewhere, I mean, it's never, like, really organized, like – 
we see each other somewhere, we'll like have whole conversations or sit with each other and like, like just we'll hang out with each other on the weekends and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's chill. You know, when, uh, again, going back to the schedule, you have a big test first <laughs> in Rutgers. I know it's a uh, scrimmage, but what are you looking to get out of that? You know, playing against, you know, uh, Big East, uh, sorry, Big Ten school. I mean, that'll probably be my first real college experience. We played them um, at Rutgers in the arena, mm-hmm. and it'll probably be sold out. So, I mean, 5,000 5, guy arena or whatever, like mm-hmm. something like that, you know, that'll probably be my welcome to college moment right there. So, you know, I'm even thinking about it, it gets. It's giving me the chills. I mean, I'm su- I'm super excited. Very similar to how the uh, convocation center will be here. Talk about like a sold out crowd. Like, how much does that mean to you guys? And so much. Yeah. I mean, just having a home, having a home crowd. Like, it's just I can't imagine how much it means. Like, I've I love playing against like playing in sold out crowds. It's just it's like a different type of energy you just get like you just walk out there you're sweating already you're excited the adrenaline's pumping it's it's great it's a great feeling you seem to play off your adrenaline a lot too yeah I mean you just when your adrenaline going you don't think at all so (laughs) that's gotta be the best way to play basketball without thinking it's just the absolute best when when your adrenaline's going and you're just in the moment there's I feel like when I'm in that type of mode, no, nobody can really, like, mess with me for real. Like, you don't even see the other jersey. You're just going at a guy. I'm just, just going. Like a guy. Just going. Yeah. Uh, when you when you were younger, is there any player that you kind of modeled your game after in the NBA? And, like, currently, is there anyone that you kind of watch and study their film? When I was younger, probably Kobe for sure. That's who really, like, made me like basketball. Um, but now, probably, like, Jason Tatum. Like Jason Tatum, I watch a lot of Jason Tatum highlights. Um, no, I, I don't even know. I don't really play like KD. I watch KD. KD's mm-hmm. probably my favorite player, but probably definitely Jason Tatum or like a Devin Booker. Guys who like get to their spot. Like just mm-hmm. just watching, learning how they get to their spots and sure. get their shots off, their footwork, things like that. I'm not super duper fat. Like I'm pretty athletic, yeah. but you know just learning how to get to my spot or, you know, finish high around the rim yep. or things like that. I feel like that's a detail, too, a lot of people don't like to talk about in basketball, sort of like getting to that spot, mm-hmm. like when you know your shot is good. Where do you say, where do you think that is on the floor for you? Probably the mid-range. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not LeBron James. I'm not about to run run to the rim and just raise up on somebody. Yep. Like, I could catch somebody slipping for sure. But if I get past somebody and have someone on my hip and I could just take one dribble and rise up on someone, then that's 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 probably my spot right there. Yeah, that's definitely something sneaky, too. A lot of guys don't expect to pull up. Overlooked nowadays. Yeah. It's yeah. overlooked. The flashy stuff is sort of where it's at. But you yeah. seem to have that, like, that mid-range jump shot, too. A lot of people overlook that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lost art for sure. I feel like I don't really miss from the mid-range. So I'm... I'm supremely confident in that. Just I feel like mm-hmm. if I if I could get my shot off anywhere in the mid range, like and I just got a little bit of space, it'll go in. So college teams are giving up the mid range too at a high percentage this year. Good or last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like I was square a lot. <laughs> so uh, you know, after Rutgers, you know, you have a streak of 
uh, away games. Wake Forest is a big one. Xavier's obviously a huge one. Yeah. What's it going to be like then to finally arrive in the home arena and then get you know a slew of home games back to back to back to back? I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, you know, I know Stag County going to come out, so you know, I'm just, I'm just ready to feel the love. Yeah, for sure. Playing with that supreme confidence, too, mm-hmm. I think will really change uh, the outlook on the season for you guys this year. Yeah. And just to switch it up again, James, a little bit, who would you say the toughest team you guys played in high school last year was, you know, as a top 20 team in the nation? Well, that's tough. Um, probably Dr. Phillips from Florida. Okay. They had uh, Ernest Uday or whatever his name was. He was a McDonald's All-American. He's a he goes he goes to Kansas now, uh, but the first play of the game, we played against them and they threw the ball up to him and he caught a lob over both my big man. It was it was insane. Yeah, your game against um, St. Mary's last year was oh, yeah. something special. Like that gym was rocking. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, that was a fun game. And then you guys came up to Hoop Hall and just embarrassed Shamanad. <laughs> I mean, talk about that. Nah, that was that was fun. I mean, I'd been going to Hoop Hall since I was young. You know, playing playing in the middle school tournament out there during like around that time. So I would like go watch the games, you know, stuff like that. So playing in it was just like honestly a dream come. Excuse me, a dream come true. But like, I've definitely had that like on my bucket list since I was a, since I was a young kid. Yeah, and the other thing we wanted to talk about too with you is Jalen Pierre. Like how or Jaden Pierre? Mm-hmm. How close were you guys in high school? Because you know he's going to Providence, very similar school to Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that was my guy. We rode the. He drove me to school every day. <laughs> we lived in uh, the same like apartment building, like because uh, he was from Jersey. Like none of us, neither of us were from Long Island, where the school was. So we like. Like we would drive, we drove to school every day together. So Who won those uh, one-on-one matchups? Probably him. <laughs> a couple of times, I got him. I think a couple of times, but nah, he was he hard to guard. He he fast for sure. Who's the uh, hardest guy right now at Fairfield for you to stick with? Hardest guy to stick with. It's probably it's probably like Woj. Mm. Not gonna lie, he's just. Like when you think he's gonna shoot, he he don't shoot the ball, and it's like when you like when you don't expect him to shoot, he shoot the ball, and then he's he's just hella shifty and mad crafty. It's it's crazy. It's either him or like AJ, cause AJ hella strong. So it's like either out of those two, it's just yeah. How much um, are you taking away from these older guys right now? Like, how much does it mean to you to have that advice and mentor in the room? I mean, it's good. I mean, even during pickup this morning, I, like, I forget what I did. Or I, like, drove to the rim and, like, tried to do an inside hand layup on Chris. And, like, I, like, I, like, missed it. Or I got fouled or something like that. And, like, Zach pulled me to the side and, like, told me, like, just play off two next time and see what you got before you do something. So it's, like, it's... Just little tips like that, kind of like from those experienced guys. Just even just sitting there and watching them, watching like their movements and how they read around the screen, or like like if some if someone comes off a screen, like you raise out of the corner and you get the ball and you like 
you could drive, you could shoot, just see what you got. Like, just seeing how they make their decisions, it's really helping me, like, adjust my game to the D1 level. Yeah, how, how actively involved, like, every play you have to be at the Division One level has definitely got to be a big change. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even, like, on defense especially, like, on defense in high school, you kind of, if you're on the weak side, you could, you know, sleep a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nah, not in college. It's like, if you sleep for a second, they someone's back door. backdoor yeah. you or cutting across your face or they throwing a skip pass, now you got to get ready. It's... it's it's just fast-paced. Do you see a big uh, difference in kind of like ball movement and the way, you know, it goes around the horn mm-hmm. rather than uh, high school kids are kind of more selfish, trying mm-hmm. to get their own? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We, we pass the ball a lot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, like, even, like, just, like, <laughs> our guys cut back doors so much. Mm-hmm. Just, you got you really got to be on your toes. Like, it's just... Like things like that is definitely a different type of adjustment. Just getting used to just the amount of ball moving. Like you just have to really move the ball. If you don't have anything, it's like if you force something, you're not getting the ball back. Mm-hmm. So it's like just move the ball. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah, and no jogging's got to be a huge reality change too. Like oh yeah yeah, yeah. like if you jog back on defense, too, <laughs> like somebody's gonna be ahead of you and get a wide yeah. one dunk. I feel like too, like the age, like the age difference. Like you're playing against some grown ass men here, which is just crazy to think. Like compared to high school, when you're just going against boys all day long. Yeah, I mean, a, I felt like a grown man in high school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then coming out here, I mean, I'm the youngest on the team, so like mm-hmm. playing against like what, like 22, 23 year olds. It's like sometimes they just you can you're like all right. He's mm-hmm. grown. <laughs> like, he just, like, I just fouled him with all my strength, and he still made it. Yeah, and James, what's some stuff you're expecting this upcoming season? Like, what's some, what are some goals you have for yourself this year? Mm, some goals? Yeah. Just be a good teammate to my teammates. Not, you know, realize that I'm a word. Keep in mind that I'm a freshman. I'm going to make freshman mistakes. I'm going to get pulled. I'm going to get – I'm maybe not going to play as much one game as I did the last game. Um, that probably just staying the course the whole season, not, like, dipping or getting too high or too low, just staying neutral and probably just – and then, like, a big goal, like, probably, like, a, the most egotistic goal I got is winning – what, what is it called? Mac Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the Week, stuff like that. Not Rookie of the Year. Okay. I want, I want that one. James wants it all here. Um, talking about uh, back to more, like, let's let's call it post-Fairfield life. Where do you see yourself five years from now? After Fairfield, after college basketball. Is the league the goal? Of course. Love that. So probably just league, if anything. Mm-hmm. Or definitely pro somewhere. For sure. If not the league. What team uh, would would be number one right now? <sighs> Sixers. Oh, that's rough. Stop it. As a Knicks fan, that hurts. Imagine. <laughs> We're good. You play any video games, James, or anything? Like, what do you like to do in your free time? Of course. What do you me, play? Me and Mike would be on. 2K. We'd be on 2K23. Okay. Every night. What's the build? 3 and D point guard. I'm, I'm, I'm like a fiend on 2K. 
I'm I'm a ninety one overall already. Already, the game just. Where you finding out. the time to do this? Uh, I mean, my, my schedule not too jam packed right now. Like today, I only had one class or something like that. But like at night, oh yeah, I got class with. I have no classes yeah. today. Dang, <laughs> it must be nice. But now, nah, like after I get my homework done, like in my work. Up on two K. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not really else to do. No, for sure. What's your favorite two K of all time? 17 Yeah mm-hmm. I would say 17 really? 17 is the best 2k ever Yeah 100% what, what was your build on 17 You remember Ooh It was a It was a sharpshooter okay, But he yeah. could He could do everything Speed boost everything. Nah Nah 2k 17 <laughs> was so 17 was wild. I stopped playing 2k so 17 Because of speed boost thing oh, I couldn't speed boost You just gotta have fun My build yeah, didn't speed dude, boost It was so fun though Just make another build I don't have the, I didn't have the heavy <laughs> patience yeah. Did you watch Like did you watch the guys back then Like did you watch the Orlando and Chicago Versus Nadex Like race to legend Of course Ball- <sighs> I watched like, like Pretty Boy Fredo yep. All of them the Chris Smooth <sighs> Chris Smooth is hilarious <laughs> I feel like video games have changed since then, though, for everyone. It's just, oh, yeah. Everyone, it's not the same. Everyone tries too hard now. Yeah. No one you really, got to pay to win now, too. Yeah. No one has fun anymore on video no. games. That's a, that's kind of upsetting. Yeah, for sure. Did you play, like, Fortnite when it was Prime 2 or not? Oh, of Obviously. course. Everyone yeah. did. Everyone that was Fortnite. Nah. Fortnite's probably the most fun game I ever played when yeah. it was in that peak. Prime. It was so good. I, I, used to, I used to buy every battle pass. <laughs> I, was, I was a fiend. I, I mean, you guys playing twenty three now. How much do you guys like? Are you guys? Do you just run with Ant and um, Mike now? Are you guys? Is that your three v three lineup, or do you guys play with any other Fairfield guys? Uh, I I play with like like Supreme. Supreme plays two K a lot. Um, I play Warzone with like AJ, Chris, and Bryson. That's that's like their game. They don't really hop on two K. Bryson does, but AJ and Chris stay away from it. But right now. Uh, I play I play like 2K with Mike and Ant every night like we got me and Ant T- talk about the man. setup what's the setup right the now setup? Yeah. <laughs> what's the setup actually like two days ago we moved Mike's TV in our room so okay. now like I'll be here <laughs> yep. Ant will be right here and then Mike will be right over here <laughs> in the same room so yeah that's our that's our setup right now three TVs one room do you guys play like exhibition against each other or just strictly my player Strictly my player. Yeah, it's, the park, it's right? Like, it's like it's to, city, to grind, to grind, bro. What's your uh, affiliate? Affiliate? Yeah. Oh, I got, I got PS4. I don't got an affiliate. Uh, you guys are on the current gen stuff. Yeah. I thought you guys be balling here. No, you know? no, <laughs> no, by no means. No. <laughs> um, what was that? Uh, who do you guys <coughs> listen to? Like, who are your main guys? Are you guys still like just Baby and Dirk type stuff, or? I mean, I do Dirk. Okay, but. We listen to a lot of like New York drill. Mm-hmm. That's I put Ant on. He a southern he he a southern guy. I I had to put him on. He from Virginia. Throw some names out there. Who'd you put him on? Uh, Kyle Rich, like K Flock guys like that. Yeah. And then, like we listen to a lot of like Young Thug and Travis Scott. Like, we we like like we all kind of got the same music taste. It's like we listen to a little bit of everything. Baby Dirt and everything for real. Is there any Drake played in that locker room ever? No. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of Hot Boy. It's a lot of Rod Wave. Okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, Hot Boy and Rod Wave is probably if you if you come into our locker room, you'll probably hear one of those too. So, like, do you follow the NBA like that, or is it kind of like a casual thing? If it's on, you'll I tune mean, in. 
I follow. I probably follow football more than I follow yeah. the NBA. What's I your football squad? The Eagles. Eagles, of course. Okay. Come on now. Do you play fantasy too, James, or no? Nah, I tried it. I, you can't. Mm, I can't. I don't. I don't really have the time to play it. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah. if I had the time, I'd definitely play it. It's it's fun. I I like sitting down and watching football. Football is just exciting. I mean, football was my first love. Yeah. So, did you play football kind of your whole life, or did yeah. you stop at like high school? Oh, I stopped. I stopped in seventh grade. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, all right, it's time to. It's time, to it's time to choose. Like I had to choose one, and I wasn't. Super strong. I mean, I was a I was a late bloomer, so you know, it was just I had to choose choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. What kicks are you going with this year for your in game uh, sneakers, James? What are you going with? Probably KDs or Kyrie's. Yeah, those are the two most comfortable shoes in my opinion. I I um I like the uh, PG fives to like dislocated my ankle with them. So <laughs> they were good. They were good. <laughs> Are those the new ones? It just yeah, came out? yeah. Oh yeah. Um, another thing we wanted to ask you: uh, How do you feel like academically so far at Fairfield? Like Fairfield is an academic institution; it's not mm-hmm. just a school. Like you can roll over and oh, yeah, pass yeah, the yeah. classes. Like talk about that. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the what is it called? The Dolan School the Dolan of Business. business yeah. Yeah. So I mean, all the classes I take, I'm interested in, except pre-cal. <laughs> no, no discredit to like the teacher or anything. But yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just not the biggest math guy. But like, I take philosophy. That's pretty interesting. Um, accounting. Yep. Even though it's hard, it's, it's still interesting. Like, you know, I'm Fairfield. The work you don't get, you don't get a lot of, you don't get any work in class. Yeah. But like, even the homework isn't too bad. It's not, it's not too bad if you. You just gotta get it done. Yeah. Time management. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just a lot more time yeah. management. And how do you like the Tully? <laughs> I feel like that. The have Tully. To yeah. Uh, I love the Tully. You love it. <laughs> yeah, I love the Tully. I'm in the Tully every day. We see we see you guys every day. You guys are always in the same spot every day. Yep. You guys gotta venture out a little bit. Venture out. Maybe into some booths once in a while. Some. I never booths. sat in the booths. I've never sat in a booth. Booths. They get them tucked away. <laughs> nah, I would never sit in a booth. He's hating think. on the booths right now. Um, James, before we let you go, we we got to hear, um, talk about sort of your uh, feeling towards um, the NILs now. Like being able to make money off your name as a college athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, I think it's great. I've always thought it's kind of unfair mm-hmm. that, you know, these guys make these College schools. College profiting off yeah, of like, so, like, especially, like, the Power 5 yeah. schools. Mm-hmm. Like, Kentucky, like, their their whole coaching staff makes a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen, like, those graphics of, like, how much money, like, Tim Tebow would have made, like, Reggie Bush? Like, Great. They would have made tens like, of millions of dollars. Like, the amount of money, like, guys can, like, like guys, like, like Bronny can make, mm-hmm. like he'll be a millionaire before he leaves yeah. college. Yeah, that's insane. insane. Off just of his name too, not really any. It's like it's so cool. All you gotta yeah. do is like I got what a couple, a couple yeah. NIL things. How, how does that work? Do they just hit you up on social media? Um, nah, they go through like, like my agent okay. and stuff like that. Do they have to go through your agent, or could they go? Directly? I mean, they could go directly to okay. me, but I would definitely like. I don't, I don't have time to like manage <laughs> no. yeah. things like that. 
Um, I gotta focus on school and basketball. And 2K. Cause yeah. <laughs> nah, without school and basketball, it would be, I wouldn't be able to get NIL deals, so. Yeah, how, where do you see that going for you? NIL? Yeah. Hopefully good. I yeah. mean, right now it's going good even before the season, so, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta handle my business. If I, if I start, if I handle my business on the court, then they'll come. I'm not really, Super focused on the NIL deals or anything like that. I mean, if I do what I gotta do, then they'll come. They'll come. It all, it all, it all comes with the basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, James, thank you very much for coming on. It was a pleasure. First episode, first episode of the Goaltending Pod uh, debut episode, and we it did indeed have James Jones Jr. on the podcast. Thank you yes, very sir. much, everyone, for listening. Thank you.